Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and Bulldog fans everywhere. Of course, I'd love to welcome you back to the Hale State Shockwave. I'm very excited that y'all are here with me and Gavin today. These, those are your co-hosts, by the way, Colton and Gavin. Yep. And like I said, welcome back to the Wave. You glad to have them? Oh, yeah, for sure. We're uh, thrilled, absolutely thrilled. Speechless. <laughs> um, we'd like to do, you know, do our little shout-out to our uh, affiliates. That's Wave Sports, you know. Hit them up on all kinds of Instagram and uh, social media outlets like Instagram and Twitter. I think they even have Snapchat. You know, just yeah. look up Wave. If you want, to, if you look up the name of your team and Wave right in the in the uh, name of the team on Instagram, you'll probably find it. You know, uh, do a little bit of digging, and they'll have pages that are for you. They post videos every single day. Thereabouts, or excuse me, they have to post about thirty a month. So you might get five one day and none the next day, but who knows? It'll add up to thirty a month. And uh, that kind of content is unique. It's We're called creators because we create content that is uh, unique to us. And, you know, my video editing skills aren't that great, but I'm doing my best. Gavin's is, Gavin's is better at getting videos, and uh, our partner Skip is better at doing the graphics than me. But uh, we're doing our best, and that's what all the Wave people are doing. So, you know, if you have a professional team, uh, Cowboys Wave is uh, – we love we love the Cowboys. Our friend Nick runs Cowboys Wave, and he's yep. actually our boss. He's and also. Man. He's our boss that's younger than me, and uh, he breaks news all the time. He's got insiders within the Cowboys. A lot of those pages uh, uh, have had break news before, you know, ESPN and uh, before ESPN and Bleacher Report and all that get the news because of just the connections that we have. So give them all a follow, uh, of course. Uh, we're going to get into our show now, though, and talk about what you want to talk about, and that's Mississippi State. So the yeah. first thing we're going to bring up, which is probably the most important, is how's Tommy doing? Tuesday, he said he was farther along, far healthier at this point than he was. He was healthier than he was at this point the week before. So, meaning, as of this Tuesday, he's feeling better than he was last Tuesday. I don't know if I, I don't know if I buy it. They said that he was ready to go Saturday, and he didn't look ready to go. So, I'm nervous. I don't know if we ought to play him or not. I don't know if we need to risk it. I mean, you know. I mean, this to me, it's almost like a must-win game. If you fall in the hole two and two, it's going to look just put a damper on the morale of the fan base and for the team and for the team, maybe perhaps. Yeah, I don't know the content of the hearts of those men. I don't know if they're getting down to the drums about it or not. Uh-huh. I know I will, and I know that you want to do everything it takes to win. But also, I know that I almost have a feeling. You know, you let him rest up for two weeks, and he's and he's good to go. There's nothing. It seems like they're he's healthy enough to where it wouldn't be bothering him unless it was a new injury. If uh, something happened down the road, but we'll see what happens. We need Tommy healthy. I think with Tommy healthy and and not only playing but healthy and making the throws that he normally makes because he missed some this weekend that he shouldn't have missed and normally wouldn't wouldn't have missed. That we have the mo- one of the most balanced, potent, efficient offenses in the country, and yep. I'll stand by that. People might not see it. But we've got a rusher that's yet to rush for under 100 yards. Um, he's looking to do so again this week. Uh, look for a big game out of our offensive line this week, I hope. Hopefully they'll respond after a, at least a half of poor football um, uh, against Kansas State. We'll get into that more later. Some other injury updates. Gavin, you want to read the list of other injury updates? Yeah, so um, Alec Murphy, a lot of people know him. He, you know, he wasn't – nobody's expecting too much out of him this season, but he is out for the year. Um Cam Dantzler, and we already touched on Tommy, but Darian Parker, they're all day-to-day. 
Um, hopefully we can get them back this week. And I was actually, if you follow Cam on Instagram the other day, he was posting on his story and he said that feeling when you're back. So uh, I, I do expect him to play. He this was weekend. he was he was listed as a starter and never came on the field this weekend. I don't know yeah. what happened. He so. was. They were all like, "Oh yeah, he's fine." They didn't even list him as day to day. They're like, "He's fine." All of a sudden, I don't know if he got sick or Pat. I don't know what happened. Yeah, crazy. He's I know to be that. Good to I go. know in that second half we needed him because yep. we we stopped the run for a little while, and then suddenly these he's they're doing these bootleg plays with these uh, crossing routes that we can't cover. And nobody. we got true freshmen trying to. Yeah, stop we got him. several two freshmen. That, you know, we're 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 t- very talented. Our freshmen at corner are talented. Our starters at corner are locked down. Our, we have one or two corners outside of that that are that are reliable and pretty good, but we're that's safe to say yeah. that we are thin at cornerback. We're not just we don't have a stable full of horses at the position. And I don't think anybody saw Martin Emerson being better than Jerry and Jones coming. I thought that I think I, I think some people, okay. So Jerry and Jones got a lot of gets a lot of attention because of the the recruiting and the, and the the personality. He's got a great personality. He's a great person. Martin Emerson was a higher rated recruit. Yeah, as a football player. Uh, Jaron Jones ended up being just a three star by the time it was over with. Believe it yeah. or not, um, he was a four. Martin Emerson was a four star. But anyway, have you ever watched him talk about it though? Talk about them too? Yeah, and he just says uh, he that loves them. He thinks that uh, he says that uh, Jarian gets confused when he's out there and he doesn't know what to do. But Martin is he thinks Martin's going to be a very solid player. Uh, Martin Emerson. I'd, I'd keep an eye on that. That's going to be – he's when, – when, if Cam leaves in the NFL this year, which he probably will, um, Martin Emerson's going to have to hold summer. it down. Martin Emerson's going to have to hold it down. But if Cam is back and Martin Emerson's back, Maurice Smith will be graduated. I like what we have at cornerback next year a lot. Yeah, I agree. Anyway, uh, let's talk about what we did in the NFL this week. We had a good week. If you're a yep. Bulldog fan, if you just want to watch Bulldogs ball out, Gavin's got a lot to tell you about, uh, a lot to go through. We had some guys really, really show out. Also, guys, if I, you know, if you hear a little bit of background noise, I'm puppy sitting. You know, I'm a full, I'm a full-time dog owner, <laughs> proud owner of a 22-pound, five-month-old thing. We're not sure what he is, but he's uh, – except for a crackhead. He's a crackhead. And he's out here – he's playing with the sock right now, so he's doing good. But if he comes over here and tries to nibble on my hand and you hear me pop him, that's just – that's just me – being a responsible pet owner, yeah. not like putting pinning him up or putting him outside or anything because uh, he doesn't deserve it right now. He's being a sweetheart. <laughs> All right. Anyway, so, but keep going. So Dak and Sweat played each other. Um, so Dak was 26 for 30 on the day, 269 passing yards. Or no, 269 total yards, I think. Right, Colton? It was passing yards. It was passing. Yeah, and he, he had, had roughly he had- 70 rushing yards. Um, three touchdowns, one interception, which – that's debatable whether it's his fault or not, but, you know, who, who really knows? Yeah, it was kind of behind Randall Cobb on the scramble drill on an off-balance throw, but it's a pass that should have been called. Yeah. Uh, or at so, least, and at least most of Dak's batted down. Like that. Yeah. Yeah, at least – if you can't catch it, at least don't, don't let, let him execute the tip drill. Yeah. All right, so we uh, he had a 123.5 rating, and he got the win. That's um, good, by the way, if you don't know how passer ratings work. Yeah. It's easier to scale it out of 100 – but it's whatever. QBR, his QBR was 94.9, which is yeah. different than passer rating, which so QBR got, is out of 100. Passer rating is out of 158.3, which yeah. he did get the other day. Yeah, which he got, he got against the Giants week one. I don't know why it's 158.3. That's yeah. a weird number. Whoever made that, that up. That it is. 
All right, There's so a reason have, for uh, it. On the other side of the ball, though, for that game, Sweat had four tackles, uh, one tackle for loss, but he also had a roughing the passer call on Dak, and that was pretty funny to watch. It was. He didn't hurt Dak or anything, nothing with ill intent. You know, this is the way the rules work. And uh, helped actually help the Cowboys get to a, get to a, score a touchdown late in the uh, first half. But it was it was kind of – it was Mississippi State on Mississippi State crime. Yep. That was when the, the announcers made about the only mistake I heard him make. I, I, I love the, the calling uh, of that game. I like when Troy Aikman's not on there. I don't like yeah. him and Joe Buck. But uh, he, he said from Michigan State, and he's not even wrong because yeah. Montez did start out at Michigan State, but he's a Bulldog. Montez yeah. is a Bulldog. Yeah, hurt my feelings. Did I did. I tweeted it immediately. I was like, <laughs> I was like what, did, what are you doing? All you right, put so, that down. Uh, Sorry, my dog put up a piece of clothes. So, Pernell McPhee, he had uh, four tackles, one sack, and two tackles for a loss. He got the win. Denise <sighs> Autry, uh, older brother of Lee Autry, had four tackles, two sacks, three tackles for a loss, and a win. Preston Smith, had he, uh, he's with the Packers now. He had three tackles, an interception, and a win. Logan Cook had six punts. Four of them were inside the 20, averaged 48 yards, uh, had a long of 54, and only five yards returned against him off of six punts. So that's pretty impressive. I don't know if y'all are big fans of punting, but that's really good. Uh, that's Logan Cook good. is the dude. Logan my, Cook can punt. He's my fantasy punter. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have, are you one of your leagues, did y'all actually get a punter? Yeah, we have a punter. He got me more <laughs> He got me more points than Justin Tucker. The uh, Really? Wow. Yeah. The – um. I've duck hunted with Logan Cook. He's a cool dude. Yeah, he is. Um, he's like 6'5". So, 6'5", six, six, you walk around. Oh, he's a football player. Man, is this like a linebacker or a safety? He's like 6'5", long, tall. <laughs> Punter. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, Chris Jones, he had five tackles, a sack, and a tackle for loss. And uh, as Colton put in the notes, he's playing with Martinez Rankin now. They both got the win. Um, Darius Slay had six tackles and a game-sealing interception. Yeah, so uh, Detroit gets a ten to thirteen win over San Diego. Um, with like like a minute twenty left, less than a minute left, Philip Rivers throws a pass that uh, Darius Slade Darius Slade throws about about a thirty five yard pass that Darius Slade jumps in front of, picks off, falls out of the sidelines of the end zone, uh, touchback, game over. You know, you can run kneel the kneel the clock out after that. Love seeing that from Darius Slade. He also had two passes broken up. Uh, Sunday, as well as six tackles. Very impressive from oh, Darius. Slay's a monster. Slay's a monster. Still still leading the league. He has the most pass break passes broken up in the league since he got here. So, yep. that's right, so can't ask for much better than that. We're going to move on and talk about the game plan for Kentucky. Um, as most of y'all know, we have them in. Hey, Gavin. This Saturday. Yeah. I'll tell you who I left out. Who? Fletcher Cox. Uh, well, he's list. an Eagles player, so he is an Eagles player. He yeah. only I, and I, I, I think he only had a couple tackles this weekend. But um, I didn't put him. If you're wondering where he's at on the list, that's about all you know. Other than Jordan Thomas, who and and a couple more offensive linemen, um, that's about all the stats you would expect from players. So when you hear these players and you hear, you know, you might hear there's twenty something players in the NFL. And y'all only talk about nine or ten, and I'm like. Some of these guys aren't practice squads. Some of these guys are at positions where you don't uh, get record a lot of stats, which is offensive line. And um, some of these guys are 
not just not not getting in the game a ton. You know, that's just it is, his idea how it is. They can't all be Dak and Darius yeah. and Fletcher Cox and be superstars. But they're making more money than us. So yeah, I, y'all, yeah, they absolutely are. And y'all don't want us to get on here and read. You know, so and so played three snaps and down to punt. You know, we're not we're not gonna. So don't we're not picking on anybody or highlighting anybody that doesn't deserve it. It's just if it's notable, it will, it will tell you. Yeah, that's um, how these updates are gonna work. Yeah. So like I said. Kentucky this weekend in Starkville at 3 o'clock. Be there if you can. Um, so, really, I know that a lot of people want to talk about Cash Daniels. Me and uh, Colton will get to that later. But what are you expecting to see from them on the field? Well, so, statistically, personnel-wise, they're very, they're very different. Statistically, Kentucky is really similar to us. Um, yeah. As a team, they have, you know, similar uh, – Let's. I'll just, I'll just read some stats out for you all. How about that? Kentucky's averaging 32.3 per, points per game. We're averaging 33.3, giving up 23.3 points per game, 4.7. They're yeah. averaging 430 total yards per game. We're averaging 411. They are giving up 390 yards per game. We're giving up 348. Very, yeah. very similar. And um, I actually have some more stats if you want me to, Colton. They're, go they're ahead. Comparing. Um, shout out to John for this, a.k.a. Skip. He actually got all this. And uh, he, what he did with this was actually really cool. It's our game day graphic um, for for this week's game on Hill State Wave. But so Kentucky on the year has two point three rushing touchdowns per game, while State has two point seven rushing touchdowns per game. Passing touchdowns, Kentucky averages two a game, and State averages one point seven. So you know when you combine those numbers, they're just about the same. But defensively. Both teams uh, give up around the same number of yards per game. State's actually a little bit lower. But each team has given up nine total touchdowns on the year. So I thought that was pretty interesting. Yeah, like I said, some similar things. Kentucky, you know, they are more actually the – it's kind of confusing. You wouldn't expect it with the way our, our personnel works out. They're passing the ball a little bit more than we are. Not by much. They're averaging 245 yards passing. We're averaging 187. That's, again, because we keep getting into situations where we're uh, – with the first two games where we're ahead, we want to run the ball. But also, we've had Tommy Stevens come out two out of, the, two out of three games so far and yeah. limit kind of what we want to do through the air. We've also had our way uh, running the ball in most games. In the second half – in the fourth quarter against Kansas State, we ran the ball pretty well and – uh a couple drives at the before the half was over, we ran the ball pretty well, and then we could run it at will against um against lot. We ran at will against a University of Louisiana Lafayette, and we had a place to play played a pretty stout run defense in Southern Miss, and still was able to move the ball effectively on the ground. But you think you know Kentucky their their uh, starting quarterback Terry Wilson is out for the year, but he's was never a passer. He's a better rush than, runner than he's a passer. He's just shifty and athletic. Um, They've usually had Benny Snell and all these running backs in the past, but they're not actually. Excuse, excuse me, I got choked up a little bit. Yeah. They're not. They're actually passing the ball a little bit more effectively than, than they have in years past. Now, that plays in our hands this year. The way that trends changes, believe it or not, our passing defense has been better than our rush defense. Yep. And I think that with a backup quarterback, who is not an underclassman, by the way, if if y'all catch are wondering. Um, that's seen some things with it since he got to play Florida, but still hasn't just seen everything and had time to get comfortable yet, that we'll be able to affect them 
with some of the unique things that Bob Shoot likes to do. I think Brian Cole was going to give him fits and nightmares. You know, he absolutely decleated uh, Skylar Thompson, the quarterback for Kansas State, on a corner blitz last week. That was just beautiful, absolutely beautiful. Knocked the ball out. It was perfect. Um, I think that you can expect some of that. Expect him to fly out around the football and uh, uh, have some confusing, confusing looks. Don't be surprised if Willie Gay plays this game. Out yeah. of the, he gets, he's allowed to play four. He's one of the eight or ten that was suspended. This is one that I've been hearing. I talked to Willie Gay uh, this week. He didn't reveal too much. He was, you know, he played it close to the chest like he should. But um, I kind of get get the idea that he might play. And it's kind of the rumor that's going around. Uh, that could be big for us because yeah. he's an athletic linebacker backer that can uh, do fine in coverage, but also he's a big sack getter towards the end of last year. He could affect uh, Kentucky at their, in their quarterbacking game. Yeah. After last week, I feel like maybe the coaching staff is thinking some of these games that everybody thought were very winnable maybe aren't so winnable anymore, so they're going to use all hands on deck for the games that, you know, at the beginning, at the beginning of the season, everybody was saying we should win like Kentucky. You're right. Also, I don't understand. We Lee Autry, I thought maybe wasn't suspended for the reasons we thought he is. That is actually he was suspended for Tudor Gate, and he played against Southern Miss. I don't know what's going on there. I I feel like we don't need him to beat Southern <laughs> Miss, especially when he's a defensive tackle and Southern Miss doesn't hardly run the ball. And their best rusher, when they even when the spot, even though they don't run the ball uh, as much as most teams, they they even had their best rusher out. You know, I don't. I don't get that decision, uh, but it, I'm, it's not me. It's not. A, I don't know as much about it as the coaches do. But this is this would be a game that I think we need to get back on track and maybe not play all ten guys that are suspended. And again, some of them are bench warmers anyway. But uh, I it, don't don't be surprised if some of the the starters that are that have been sitting out, you see this game. Yep. And I'll and I will have if you go to Mississippi State Wave the set, I will be in the game pretty early tomorrow. The second I see. Somebody in pads or not in pads that's uh, that we did or didn't expect, I'll let you know. So if I see somebody sitting out, blah blah blah, I'll let you know. Or if I see Willie Gay suited up, I'll let you know. Uh, I'll be close to the where the team warms up because I sit in the student section. Y'all will get to have all that information from me pretty I'll, soon. I'll try to let you know, but uh, I'd go to Colton's page before you go to mine because who knows if I'll have service. That's right, uh, and I, I just, you know, I don't, I barely have service, but I can get a picture out on my story. <laughs> anyway, moving on to just still talking about the game plan, I, I suppose they allow a lot of passing yards. They allow 267 passing yards per game, and I just think about this: if a quarterback throws for 267 against you, that's you're pretty. If your quarterback were to throw for 267 yards, you'd be proud, right? Yeah. Y'all agree about that? This includes games against Toledo. Eastern Michigan and Florida, where they run the damn mull and run the ball on third down offense and had a backup quarterback yeah, in for most of the game. We'll this is a game a where if Tommy is ready, he can pick them apart, I think. Uh, I think if our receivers need to have a better game than they did last week because they – and I hate to pick on people, but Stephen Gidry had a drop that was crucial, had a couple of routes where he either looked confused or didn't look like – just kind of looked like he was going through the motions – Zuber had an ugly drop. Zuber had a drop that killed a drive, and I, I hate to pick on people, but it's the plays you got to make. That was a good throw. Garrett Schrader didn't always make the best throws last week, but some of the ones he did make, he didn't. We didn't get a chance. He didn't get a chance on. If we have, if Tommy is playing and he's able to be himself, 
that's a huge advantage for us. I think a huge advantage, a huge advantage, even from comparing quarterback to quarterback, but also comparing uh, just past just schemes and talents in, in general and how the how the game's going to work. Yeah, they only they give up 122.7 rushing yards per game, which isn't terrible. Uh, I still think that they haven't faced a rusher like Kylan yet. I mentioned earlier how the offensive line has to have a big game. The offensive line did not play great, and it mostly mostly just looked like that the defensive front for Kansas State was just ready and ready to go and rip roaring and excited and juiced up at the first part of that game, and it showed to me. I think that showed. I agree. If the offensive line can just be nasty, and I know they can be nasty. If they're nasty, if they're dominant this game, if they're if they're ready to be violent and physical and push somebody around, which I think they're going to do, I think with this bullets and bore material that we're about to talk about later, that they can be uh, get gassed up for. This uh, this game this game could get real ugly because of what I think Kylan Hill is going to be able to do to some of their secondary players if he if he gets to that second level level that defense. Kylan plays nasty. Yep. Kylan plays nasty. I don't know if they've had if they've had to tackle somebody the way that that's the, built the way Kylan's built. It's going to be a little bit of awakening. But again, coming down to everything, it's going to come down to the uh, to the defense. And like I said, they're more of a passing team than than normal. They're a pretty decently balanced team. It's two forty five to one eighty five. That's pretty good as far as balance. If you're gonna if you're gonna cheat, prefer one over the other to have a few more yards. You'd prefer the passing and have a few more yards just because you're more likely to get ten and twelve yard plays passing than you are rushing. But uh, they're not as so they're not soft as offensively like they have been in years past. They're more like, kind of like they were last year. We're gonna have to be for real on defense. Hopefully, we'll get to play like I said those uh, starters that have been out. Let's just see if we can keep the defensive intensity going for the whole game. All right. There was times last week when they looked gassed and that we were just absolutely just dictating things on uh, on defense. And then about after the after the kickoff uh, got run back, it kind of looked like we were sluggish. And in the first half, it kind of looked like we were sluggish. After they went up 14-3, to three, you're like, okay, what's going on? But d- during spurts and bursts, we were doing great. It's got to be consistent. Yep. It's got to be all the way around. 11 a.m. kickoff could do that to people, but that's, not, that's a pretty piss-poor excuse for not performing all the time, if you ask yep. me. I agree. I th- I think they're going to be ready to go. And if Cam plays, that's huge. Dave, uh, yeah. Lynn Bowden is a pretty good receiver for them. That could be a problem for a lot of defenses. And he's he can pretty do underrated. Everything. He's an underrated receiver that that plays – that's really good. Like, all-around guy can do a little bit of everything. That's who Cam's going to be covering most of the time if Cam's in the game. It's going to be crucial. Like I said, they hurt us late in that game. In the, they hurt us in the second half throwing the ball, which is not – which wasn't the scouting report. You know, they're a run-first a rush, a run team. But they put that quarterback in those boot bootlegs, gave him one play and one throw to try to throw to those tight ends, and they, uh, you know, use their big bodies to get open, and uh, he'd hit, make those easy passes, and he'd throw the little, uh, little seam routes to the tight ends and to the to the slot receivers all the time. You know, they just find mismatches or find gaps in the defense. We've got to just shore that up. I think that I th- if we can, ju- you know, if if you had to come down to me, I think more intensity. And Tommy Stevens being more intensity, more focus, and Tommy Stevens being all the way healthy is two things that we have to have to have the best chance to win the game. I agree. Okay. All, all right. right. Moving on, there is something that you've probably heard of. I'm just going to break down exactly what happened so that we could uh... – hold on. I'm going to just describe what happened and – we're going to talk about it, and it's it's pretty 
be just – I don't even know how to describe it. It's evil. Yeah. Cash Daniels, big country boy. You know, if you, if I would – it's he, he has an accent that I trust just because he sounds like me. He's <laughs> real southern. Uh, loves, plays football for Kentucky, has for a while. He's a linebacker. He's a big personality. Big personality. Big rah-rah guy. He – a video came out, and it was reported on local news in Kentucky. Uh, like, kind of a, a camera, like the local news caught it, and then the TV cameras didn't really. Then they went back on the TV cameras, and they're like, dang, wow, this is what's happening. Will Trask, who was the backup quarterback after Felipe Franks went down, tried to convert a, a, a two-point conversion and failed, and at the, he, uh, rushing the ball. At the bottom of the pile, Cash Daniels is seen clearly, clear as day, undeniably, taking two hands and twisting his leg twisting his ankle at the end of the play. The play is over. He gets up. He gets on his knees, twists his ankle, twists Will Trask's ankles. Hard to say that name. Sorry. And then after he gets up, if you, you might have saw this on TV after two-point conversion, him and Will Trask start jawing. They start getting in each other's face. I understand why he was getting in his face now, because the dude was trying to twist his leg off. He literally took two hands and went to just – and just started turning it. Like, I don't understand how, what makes him think he was going to get away with that. Yeah. And then he went out and they interviewed him about it. He goes, my arm was like pinned under this dude's. I was just trying to get up from under where I was pinned. And I, and that it just looked like my arms moved that way. I'm like, bro, no. Like, there's no. And I was telling Gavin this earlier. What he did was he tried to wound somebody in order to cheat in a contest. So he's cheating. He's causing physical harm selfishly, all these things come into play. The motivations for that, there is one is 10 million percent no just motiva- motivation, no justification for that whatsoever. I just feel like he has to, he cannot, this is one of those things you just can't own up to. If you're going to own up to it, you're automatically just just a terrible person to even consider doing something like that, that he has to come up with some BS excuse yeah. to, uh, to, even, to even have any kind of hope of any kind of redemption whatsoever, which is st- still gone. It's still, he's still, uh, he should be absolutely banned. Dylan Day, was once banned for uh, uh, suspended for a game for a pl- play that was not penalized that happened that they went and looked up after the fact, okay, when he stepped on somebody at against LSU. They could do the same thing here. They said that he can't be uh, that he can't be suspended because he wasn't penalized for the play. That is not how it works because it's not worked like that in the past. People have tweeted Greg Sankey about it. All I know is. If how this relates to our team is that everybody, all, everybody on our team saw that this is going to be an this can, this is an intense game last year is a lot more intense than it should have been. This team remembers what it was like last year to go into Kentucky and lose a game that we should have won. Go into Kentucky and lose a game by a lot. The only game that we really got that we really got dominated in every phase of the game. Um, and besides, you know, you could say that we got dominated in every phase of the game in Alabama. I wouldn't really say that when we got you know fleeced by the refs constantly. <laughs> but I. This is this is going. If this doesn't light a fire under somebody, I don't know what will. This this guy, and I don't want to say like he needs to be. He needs to be told a lesson. They need to go knock his head off. Blah blah. blah. I mean, but they do. I'm not saying <laughs> that they ought to think that, but but that's that's kind of that's that's. If I was a player, that's kind of how I'd feel. Yeah. Like this is. There's players that are friends with guys in the Florida team, of course. You know that, that they all talk. These guys in the SEC, they play each other and they get to know each other. They they saw a college athlete, collegiate athlete, a fraternity of college athletes in college football who is who is it's a you know they all have share a common bond, and they saw this dude purposefully try to wound another player, not even and not even try to disguise it amidst a football player or something like that. It wasn't even he wasn't even trying to hide it. It was obvious. Yeah. 
I don't know how we didn't pick up on it sooner. It, this kind of started going around Wednesday and Tuesday, and it happened Saturday. Yeah. But it was just – it's just bizarre. So, anyway. Right. Let Kylan shoot what his What do you have to say about the – That's hole. what I have to say. Let Kyle, let Kylan – if he – I don't think he want to, wants to meet Kylan in the hole with Kylan no. coming full speed. I just don't. Let Kylan shoot his gap and teach him a lesson, and then I think that will be the end of that. I don't think the uh, – I don't think the. I don't think Cash Daniels is going to be able to try anything this week with all this bad publicity going on. But I wouldn't put it past him because again, it made no sense to do what he did. It was obvious. It was in the middle of everything. I don't. I don't understand. Yeah, looks like he's just desperate for a win, no matter how he's got to get it done. And it's going to be. It's literally they've decided that that win is going to come by wounding somebody else. I don't understand. That's base. That and is this is after this nasty. is after their starting quarterback's leg got broke. And and there's and there's some people are saying that Cash Daniels broke broke Felipe Frank Frank's leg. I didn't see how it got broken, but was it Cash Daniels involved in that play? No, I think he was in on that snap, but I don't think he was close to close to the play. Yeah, I haven't rewatched it any, but you know, you don't know if it's a team thing, and I and I know that uh, Mark Shoop is a good Mark Stoops is a good coach and a good guy, but. You know, I we we saw Nick Fitzgerald go go out with a questionable hit. Um, guy dove at his plant leg. That's just I'm sorry, that's not something you do. You don't dive at guys' plant legs. Yeah. That's not a natural way to tackle with your forearm. With your forearm out. Yeah. That's not. They, all most people can say what they want. That was not. A, that was not. If if anything, it was a poorly. It was a bad. It was bad for tackling form. Yeah. If anything, but it's kind of fishy that we know that somebody was trying to get their leg twisted off. Uh, we also know that somebody's leg did get twisted off. Yeah. You just kind of, you, you know, kind of, he's not that hard to connect the dots. I didn't see the play, so I'm not going to, or excuse me, I did see the play. I didn't, I didn't, they didn't have like a zoomed in version right, that I watched a whole bunch of times to analyze. And also you can't really tell full speed and uh, can't, you can, you can hide those things. You can make it look like a natural play. So I'm not, so I'm not going to yeah. say for sure. Yes or no, but. If Cash Daniels is involved in a lower body injury this week, though, I think his head's going to get knocked off within the next few plays. I would hope so. Makes you think. Makes you think. Yeah. Um, another update we have. Apparently, if you've seen Garrett Schrader running around this half Saturday, getting helicopter, getting spun up in the air like a like a top. I don't know how he's. It looked. He looked like a coin flip. It looked like he flipped a coin, and it, <laughs> the coin was Garrett. That's what it looked like. Um, he still has his beard. Yeah, Gavin's, Gavin's not big on the beard. Gavin, tell me your feelings about the beard. I want you to give me in-depth analysis on the as- every aspects of the beard. Okay, so the way I feel about uh, the legendary Garrett Schrader beard is I don't have a problem with it. I just like to see it cleaned up a little bit. I'm not – He's I, calling I you scraggly, the, Garrett. No, I don't have a problem with the scraggly, bushy beard. He just needs to shave, it, shave the neck area. You think he need he needs to be groomed? Yeah, he just needs to be. I don't. I don't groomed. know Garrett that well. I mean, I don't know. I've, I've met him once. I don't know Garrett. I don't think. Uh, I don't know if he's just letting it do what it does and no maintenance at all, or if he's just kind of if if he's styling it the way that he wants it to be styled. I don't know. <laughs> it doesn't look styled, but <laughs> he must have gotten in touch with Ryan Fitzpatrick, which couldn't have been hard because Nick Fitzgerald was a. Uh, is on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, or no, 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 no. Ryan Fitzpatrick plays for the Dolphins now. Yeah, he was, but, on, uh, he, he moves around. There, there is a contact on the Dolphins that Garrett Trader had. Yeah, 
um, is how I heard that he got in touch with him. Briner, Briner knows the uh, Dolphins quarterback coach, apparently. That's all right. That's how it works. I, I like uh, I like the beard. I think it I think it looks good. I think I think it is a little bit wild and crazy, but but Garrett Schrader is that dude, and he's he can pull it off. <laughs> I think that's the kind of vibe that I get. I get that like. I'll tell you, I I can't grow a really nice beard. I wish I could grow a beard like Garrett Schrader. I'm I'm slightly jealous. Not I don't. Th- I'm not even saying I would wear a beard. I just wish I had the ability to grow a beard like yeah. that. Mine does not come in that nice. Uh, <laughs> mine's all patchy. And he's a freshman. Think, and he's a freshman. That's cr- a true freshman. That's crazy. <laughs> he's uh, there's some talent in that beard. Yep. Helmet didn't come off last week. Even with the helicopter, didn't come off. It looks. I would say for sure he's figured out the chin strap thing. Yeah, because, I know. Maybe they maybe they got it gorilla glued to his beard hairs. Gonna have to because they, when he when he got flipped up in the air, he it would have come off. <laughs> yeah, that was. Uh, I know you've all seen that play, and you've probably seen the edited versions where they put it to music and stuff like that, and that's all funny and stuff. I man, I just wish he'd have got that first down. Yeah, that was that was painful to watch. And he actually took the blame for it. He said he should have stuck the ball out, which that blows my mind that he thinks that he would have been able to do that. Which he would have got the first down if he did stick the ball out, but yeah, I feel like when you're I, in the moment, there's no way you're just hoping that you'll be alive. You just gotta live and die by it. Yeah, he's. I mean, you you don't if if he if he had had the wherewithal to stick the ball out, that would have been just so impressive. Yeah, we're impressed with his effort, and we're impressed with the the fact that he was got up and was fine. But he didn't flip himself in there. Somebody else flipped him in there. That was that was not <laughs> impressive. That was not the impressive part. <laughs> But if he had been up in the air and stuck the ball out, then it'd be you know, dang, this dude's an acrobat. Yeah. Um, I think he should keep the beard. I think it's part of his personality. I think if we, if he's a an excellent quarterback and he keeps that beard and he's a, a star quarterback in the next couple of years, you're going to see a lot of people with fake beards around start for running around like the Gardner Minshew mustache. Yeah. I would like that. I wouldn't mind that. But um, I feel like he should shave it after every loss or something and make it grow back. Oh, I don't like that. Yeah. Ooh, that's how long, dude. He's. He, I saw the beard because he lived in my dorm last year. I saw the beard. He early enrolled. He is a freshman. He was just. He was. He was. He was in the spring. He enrolled in school early, so that's why he yeah. was here last year. It was. He he, he worked hard on it because I saw it in its fledgling moments. Okay, when it was only just uh-huh. a couple inches off his face, it's been worked on. Okay. This is a yeah. lot in the making. I know. I understand why he doesn't want to shave it. Why he had to call Ryan Fitzpatrick because he yeah. has been. Really, because when he got here, he didn't have one, and then I saw him in like April, and it was just kind of getting bushy. And now it's just <laughs> trying to get my friend Will to grow his beard like that. I think he's going to. I finally convinced him. <laughs> this is a. I, I give it. I give it an eight as far as beards go. I have to give it seven and a half. Seven and a half. I know yeah. Chad. Is it Chad not quite... that has the beard in the in the in the left field lounge? Yeah, he's that's, not, he's... that's a ten out of ten. Yeah, that's a ten. He's not quite Duck Dynasty level yet. Not but. quite. Um, some of the I don't like some of those guys' beards. I think they could do better. And I know that yeah. they just let it go, and it's just <laughs> free. But I don't think it's the best that it, that some all of them are on their best beard point. Which I mean, if you're not if you're going completely natural, it's hard to you know you got to put a little product in there somewhere, beard oil, yep. something like that. All right, is that all we have for today, Gavin? Yeah, sorry for our rambling about beards for the last five think, minutes. I'm sorry, but that, I'm pretty sure that's the best part of our show this, this week. I don't know about y'all. I, y'all might disagree, but I, I had that that was entertaining. I'm going to toot my own horn a little bit. That was a great, a great idea, great execution by me and Gavin to talk <laughs> about the beard. <laughs> anyway, 
until next time, best of luck to whatever's going on in your life. All of your endeavors, all of your wants and desires, hope that they're met, unless they're evil, in which case I hope you fail. Have fun, make good choices as always. Praise the Lord and go dogs and hail state. Yeah, hail state.